Live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Up, you can go to Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter Live and actually see what's going on in studio. This would be a good one to do that. Uh, get to the streaming. You guys have been active all day. Greatly appreciate it as well. Let's bring in the feature, Tim Hoiberg. Young sir, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, the, the Tuesday after. We talked about the preview for this thing, right, to get, um, to get your take on the life of a student athlete, can you imagine or at least put yourself in the shoes of the football team having to travel to Dublin, Ireland for game one? I mean, I couldn't imagine doing anything like that because we've never gone further than <laughs> Rutgers might have been the furthest we went. But going to, all the way to here up for that, for your first game of the season with that much pressure that you know they have is nothing that I can imagine. This is an interesting year for the Husker Hoops program because you're going to Orlando. There's some tours. You're going to New York City. Um, how does that affect you? When you look down at the schedule, is that is that a bigger deal? Is that a lesser deal? How does that fall with you? I mean, it doesn't make that much of a difference for me. I know that our schedule is going to be ridiculously tough, so that's obviously a bigger deal, playing 28 Power 5 teams this year. <laughs> oh, you've counted. Yeah, we've counted. Oh, so you actually know what's going yeah, 20, on. Oh. 28. Power five, but I, I think it doesn't make that much difference that we're playing in tournaments like that. It's just try to win the games. Would you please, kind sir, introduce our special guest this evening? Well, mom, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the radio. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, I'm happy to. Uh, you know, through all the stories, and we pay more attention. Uh, I told Sam last week we pay more attention. Uh, to to the to the moms, because that's really how this thing moves. You guys are the vehicle. You're the motor. You're the engine. All the other stuff gets credit, and sometimes we forget that within that there are people who are taking care of the important things uh, in the important space. And you have such a unique situation and circumstance because you've got people who are playing. They're all athletes, and you've got a husband who is busy. Yes. So let's start at the beginning because I'm not sure everybody knows who you are and where you come from. Tell the story. Who 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 are you? Well, I'm Sam's mom today. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um and Jack and Paige and Charlie's mom. And then I'm Fred's wife, but first and foremost I'm Carol. Where from? I'm from Ames, Iowa. So close enough to be familiar with the space that you're in. Yes. Um, how are they similar? Nebraska, Lincoln yes. and Ames? Yes. Oh, very similar. I mean, Ames is a college town, and Lincoln, obviously, is a great college town. And Ames is just a little smaller. I think the population is about 50,000. So Lincoln's a little bigger, but very, very, very similar. Is there uh, an athletic history? Um. Well, I ran track uh-huh. in high school. Uh-huh. I didn't go beyond that. Um, I met Fred in high school. We are high school sweethearts. 
and um, went to Iowa State. He went to Iowa State as well, and uh, we have been together for a really long time. Can I ask how you decide, how you prioritize the thing, the first thing each day? Well, every day is so different. You know, it's, uh, I just kind of take it day by day and depending on when, what time of year it is and what time of season, the season it is, it's different. But today was just a, you know, I got up, it was my girlfriend's birthday. Shout out, Amy. Happy birthday, Amy. <laughs> Happy birthday, Amy. Right. Um, and we played golf. And then I uh, came home and got ready and came over here to do this. So, But tomorrow I'm going to help babysit one of our assistant coach's wife's little son because she's got a hair appointment and they're new in town and don't know anybody. So they need a babysitter. So I'm going to do that tomorrow. And, you know, every day is different. You're officially the first lady of, of women's ba- of basketball in the state of Nebraska. <laughs> like, you're the first lady. So a lot of that is responsibility, whether it's the community, whether it's family, whether it's team, whether it's being whatever version of you that Sam needs today, mm-hmm. the version that Fred needs for you today. But as far as the, the, the other moms around the program, do you find yourself in a leadership position as far as that's concerned? Yeah, I think that being a coach's wife, you kind of take on that role with all those, all the players that come in. When Fred Scott recruits in town, you're entertaining the families, you're getting to know the families, you're getting to know the kids. You become very attached to these players. They are like our sons, our family. So it's really enjoyable to see them come to campus as a freshman and graduate four years later and they're men. They were these boys when they got here, and they've turned into these wonderful men. And that's been one of my, I don't know, favorite things about what Fred does, well, seeing I mean, the growth. You're a part of the recruiting process. Yeah, absolutely. How I mean, do you approach part, that? But yeah, how, but how do you approach that, right? That if, if it's a dinner, if it's a, uh, an event, how do you approach that? Well, we host families and kids at our house all the time, and you want them to feel welcome. You want them to feel like they're going to be a part of a family and that if you're leaving your kid with us to play basketball, they will be taken care of. We will make sure that their needs are met and, you know, they're hopefully going to have a great experience. Uh, through all of what we talk about, and, and Sam, I'll ask you to talk about your mom a little bit. And yes, I'm trying to make you uncomfortable in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, what's her greatest strength? What's the thing that she does best? I mean, I don't think I can pick one certain thing. She's, I think, well, I guess if I could put it in one thing, it's just how much she supports all of us from my siblings to my dad. Like, she's always there for us and always has been, and she's always been, if we need something, she's going to do it. Like, for example, she went down to Texas to move in Charlie, and then Jack got a job in Texas like a week later went down again and might have to go next week too so she's always willing to do something for us to help us out and that's why we love her so much mom can i ask about this young man of yours and and he's going to be he's already successful in life but he's going to do well and there are things that you have whispered to him what are the things that you whispered to him most i just think that for all of my kids i just want them to be happy i want them to feel love and support and 
I want them to achieve whatever it is they want to achieve in life and have great success. And as a mom, that's what you want to help them do. And I'm very, very proud of Sam and I'm very proud of all of our children. And um, they all have good heads on their shoulder. I think they're very grounded. And uh, that makes me very happy. Well, I mean, that's why I brought it up. Because when you see families excel and in not perfect conditions, right, that this is tough. Like this, this family is carrying the weight of every Husker basketball fan <laughs> for the last 50 years. Like, okay, change things. We need, we need better and different. Sam, what is the great hope for, for the Hoiberg family, right? That how do you want to be perceived? How do you want people to think of you guys? I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think it really comes down to, like, the success on the court is how we want to be, like, looked at. So I think it's, like, I want people to see us as, like, a family that obviously is very close and we just show a good example for the community because I think that's one thing that my dad has always taken pride in is through wins or losses, he always tries to be, like, a good role model for everyone. And I think having our family be kind of like that is, like, a something that we think we should be perceived as. It's interesting from my perspective because I have to be careful. Authentically, I've become fans of people who are good people doing good things. And then you root harder for good people to have good things happen to them. This basketball program has its own luggage. Like when you come in the door, you know they've never won an NCAA basketball game. It matters to folks. But still they show up. They show up. How does it feel when you walk into PBA and even regardless of what the record is, the fans show up and they support? Yeah, I mean, it's such a good feeling because, like, there will be times where I'm like, wow, like, they're still here. Like, I'm surprised because obviously we weren't doing what we wanted to do last year. And just seeing that, knowing they were supported always helps us, like, keep that hope that and make – really pushes us to because we want to see what it looks like fully packed out like if we're winning games we want to see it, and that that motivates us too so just seeing all of that is just a huge support for us and positive in every way carol you're sitting at pba things are going well what do you do is it rabbit ears do you cover your ears just to to catch the good and not the bad or are you open to both how do you deal with that well, I think you have to have a really thick skin in this business, and we've developed that over the years. We've we've been in the best situations where we're winning Big 12 championships, mm -hmm. and we've gone to programs that have not done well. And you really have to build up that thick skin. I have gone off a lot of social media. I'm not on Facebook. I have a profile on Facebook. I don't even know my password right. anymore. Right. Twitter. I got hacked last year. It was the best <laughs> thing in the world because I went off Twitter. Right, right. <laughs> so if you can kind of stay away from the outside noise, I think that really helps. Even during the good times, like it's so great when things are going great. Yeah. But you got you got to be careful because when things are going great and then things go bad, it's just people can change and switch on you so quickly. So we just try and, or at least I try to reduce the outside noise and just you know take it one day at a time. I've spent way too much time in this station. We're, we we do post-game shows mm -hmm. for, for, for Husker basketball. And people would ask the question, why do you continually show up? 
Like it's tough. Mm -hmm. So I wonder how you continually show up and how you're still positive and how you still care and how you still drive this thing. My answer is this. Those are good people in the program. Like those are people that are easy to root for. So, yeah, that's why I keep showing up. I wanted to say that to you guys while you were here because there are people here who are rooting like crazy for you. Thank you. And they're rooting for this program. <laughs> and we look forward to the day where we get to applause. Yeah. And we get to stand and cheer out loud. Sam Hoiberg, his, his mom, Carol, are here with us on the Sam Hoiberg Show. And when Sam calls you or walks in the house and says, Mom, I'm going to do a radio show, what was your immediate reaction? Well, I was just... I was excited for him, but I also was like, oh, boy, you, you know a lot of things about a lot of things that maybe we, <laughs> we need stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, there's some things that maybe are not for everybody's ears <laughs> right? that you want to keep in-house or keep in the family. So I was a little worried that that could be a problem, but I know he's he's he knows what can be said and what can't be said. And, you know, there's a lot of things that are just privy to a head coach and his staff and not we, everybody needs to hear all the details. You we're know? never going down that yeah, way. Yeah. Like that was the big thing. To, I'm like, no, 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 bro. This is yeah. not what this is. Most yeah. what we'll find out is that most of the time, what we'll talk about is stuff away from the floor. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about the relationships because the relationships yeah. are why the basketball stuff matters in, right. in the first place. But in respect to the family, because quite frankly, trust is required. Yeah, and I am I am grateful and appreciative because it's not for everybody. It right. is not for everybody. But that being said, I like to poke him because <laughs> within that, being carrying the name that you carry and being from the family that you're from, you also are in a leadership position no matter how many minutes you play, and it's the toughest kind of leadership. It's the real leadership. So I want to make sure that you're aware. Like, are you aware that you are a leader in this program and in this community? Yeah, absolutely. And I, that's something that even if I wasn't, like, playing or if I was playing, I knew I was going to try to be a leader for our team. And something I've really tried to work on this summer, especially being sort of a veteran now with all the guys, the older guys that left. So trying to be a leader for our team has been – something that's been really important to me and I think I've done and I don't know if I'll play this year or not but I know I'm still gonna use my voice and support guys as much as I can and be a leader and then obviously for the community part like I know that ever since I was young the community's had their eye on our family so I feel like that's just kind of grown up with me and so I feel like I knew how to at least show it the right way and like know how to act when it comes to situations publicly like that the 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 good days are easy the good days are easy um the conversations that are had on the tough days are important as a coach my favorite thing is to ask players about the in the car conversations immediately after a game where it's not about basketball what do you want to talk about after a game i mean right away i talk about like what I could have done better and mm. all that but as soon as that goes away just anything else just completely get our minds off of it I mean if, whether it's about the latest golf tournament or something or right. how'd you, something how'd funny you, that happened at home how you hit him yeah. like how'd you hit him yeah. yeah through that mom are you aware like that in the when he gets in the car 
Yeah. That there's Absolutely. a need, right? So yeah. do you, what's your go-to? You have, I know you've got an artillery full of things that you throw at him <laughs> as soon as they get in the car. Well, it all depends. If, if it was a great game and we won, yeah. the conversation's a lot different than if we lost. Sometimes yeah. we have real quiet car rides home. <laughs> and there's nothing you can say. So you kind of just, you know, read the situation. And if they want to talk about it. Him and his twin brother were playing pious together, you know, and I could tell when they were going to be chatty about the game, and I could tell yeah. where mom is not going to ask any questions about this. So, you know, just kind of whatever this outcome is, it makes a big difference. How often do you find yourself coaching during the games? Not at all. Just there, not present. At all. I not. would never, ever, ever try and coach a game. I've, I I've really seen, think you're the first mom and wife that's ever said that. I think it's because I'm married to. A coach's wife. <laughs> I'm married to a coach, so right. Like it's 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 different. It's different, right? And, and when you, you hear when you hear people criticizing coaches, whether that's AU or anything, I really have a hard time with that because you just don't know. You don't know. I look. I think you have angel wings and a halo. It's <laughs> highly. If you didn't tell me that as you're sitting at PBA or Lincoln Pies, like people are just yelling. And whether they know that you're there or not, just to let it go requires such a level of maturity, emotional oh. maturity. Bravo for you. I, Thank that's, you. That's Thank impressive. You. <laughs> that is impressive. I don't know how it's done. Um, we'll throw it to break because there's several things to reset. Um, one, I've got to get Carol her her, her, her ticket T-shirts. Um we, we, we need to do that presentation on there. And then we'll talk about this summer. What did the family do? Go, we'll go through the summer, uh, the Hoiberg summer, when we come back.